All right, what's going on, y'all? Yeah, y'all gonna have to excuse me this week because for some reason my mic just decided to stop working, but we'll be back on track next week. But today, we got my pops on the show. And basically, we're gonna talk about how it was like raising me as a kid, coaching me, having that player son slash father player type of relationship and we're going to talk about DMV sports and yeah we just want to have a good conversation it's a good it's a good show so this this show did go on kind of long so I split it up into two parts so this is part one get ready here we go We got my pops here, and today we just we basically we're just gonna talk about me growing up as a little kid and what it was like for him. So, what's up, pops? What's up, kid? What's up, son? Nah, uh, chilling. Uh, so you know how. Usually, our relationship has always been based off of, well, not based off of, but more more times than not, revolved around sports, some type of sport. So, we won't get into the personal side outside of sports, and then we'll get into the sports, the sports part of things. So, I got a question is... What was it like raising me as your firstborn? Oh man, that was um, as my firstborn. That was that was a joy. It was the best times of my life. Was uh, was raising you when you was when you was born, and uh, just having that son. You know, just I'm sure most dads. You know, if they had the had a choice, you gonna love your child regardless. But if you had a, had a choice, you would you would love to have that boy for your first one. So having you mm-hmm. was 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 a was a was was a man was was great. And um, you know, me growing up around sports, so you know that I'm quite naturally that's what the that's that's what the first thing I was gonna do was 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 even when I made your crib up. Was gonna mm-hmm. throw was gonna be had something to do with sports, right. <laughs> you know, pillows or basketball pillows or football pillows or whatever it might have been, you know. So, uh, uh, it was it was great, man. That's a good thing you brought that up because I I talk to mom about this all the time. Well, I be on I be on the other side of the fence when it comes to my first kid. I uh, think I think me wanting a girl first. Right. It's mostly because I never got the sister that I wanted. Yeah. So, well, and just based off the numbers, it would point to me having a girl. Yeah, well, and it's funny that you brought that up because I always wanted a little girl. 
but but when I, after I had you and your brother, uh, knowing that my mom's that that your that your grandmother had it was four boys as far as us, I thought I just figured I better cut this thing off people for man your mother kept having boys, but I always wanted daughters though that's you know, if for you to think grand for you to think daughter and me possibly having granddaughter man please. That'll be the ultimate yeah. for me. Yeah, I know that because I know both of y'all wanted a girl. Yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, we was happy and proud, and the fact we had two boys, but we wanted to try, you know, possibly try again. But I was like, nah, man, we keep having these boys, man. We, you know, we just can't, we just can't keep doing this, you know. I feel that. So, I want you to describe to me. When you when when my mother first came to you and told you that she was pregnant, how was that like? Oh, that was that. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I probably not in front of her, but I'm sure I probably shed a tear when I went. You know, went wherever I went after she told me, because I mean. That's the ultimate feeling is to have a child. I mean, you know what I mean? And 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 to not only had a child, but then you find out it's a little it's a baby boy. Man, I I I mean I just was so happy, man. I'm just just so happy. So from the moment that you found out to when I first came into the world, what what was that process like? Uh, I mean, I mean, you mean as far as you, you as far as when you was a baby? No, I mean, like when she was pregnant, like during those nine months. Leading oh. Up. oh man, we just me. I'm sure I got tired. I'm sure your mother got tired of me because. I mean, I was constantly, you know, making sure she was good, you know, making sure she needed everything she needed. Just, just, you know, just, just praying and hoping that everything went well with the pregnancy. So that was the most important thing, just making sure she was comfortable and needed, had and everything. And I did everything on my part to make sure mm-hmm. she was good. Right. So. Um, I want you to, I don't know, it's been 22 years, so you probably won't remember much, but the day that I was born, how did that go? Because I, I hear a lot of people's stories. Is Everybody got a different story from when the, the, the mother goes into labor. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, Having a child would be somewhat um, stressful um, because mm-hmm. because you just want everything to go right. Mm-hmm. You know, you hope you hope and pray that everything is is going to go well. You know, with the child, with the mother, and you know, the whole situation. So, um, I mean, it was it was stressful. It was it was it was, it was extremely stressful. But the joy came when you know when I heard you crying and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you know, and to know that you were good, she was good, and uh, 
it was all all a blessing, man. Yeah, I think that's one of one of the most underrated parts of having a kid is actually being able to see the kid because you know not I don't want to get dark or anything but not every mother gets to get through the pregnancy yeah exactly get, like it's complications get through the labor process right complications go on during a lot of pregnancies and uh, like I say you pray a lot and you know just 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 put it all in his hands and 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 you know, just just pray that everything will be okay. And we were blessed. Uh, so, all right, what was the first promise you made to yourself or to me when I was born? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure the first promise probably was that I, I will always, as long as I'm here on this earth, that I always will be here for you. Mm. You know, and and, and can do will do anything and everything um, that I can for you. That that that's you know that's that's within my reach of doing for you. You know what I mean? If I'm capable of doing it for you, so I'm pretty sure that probably was my first promise is to just to make sure. That you know that I'm, 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 I would always be there for you, and that I love you. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, that I love you. I try to show you every time, all the time, that how much me and your mother love you. Yeah, I feel that. I always feel it, but you know, you know how it goes. Once it's hard going back to to the to the present. I ain't gonna say it's hard, but basically having two men in the house, naturally you're gonna bump heads. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You're not gonna agree on everything. Of course, you're not gonna agree on everything. That's a part of it. That's a part of of, of you becoming a man. You're not gonna always agree with your father, and I and I understand that. Um, but you but you will always respect your father. So <laughs> so that's that's all that's all that matters. We can always bump heads. We gonna never, mm-hmm. never, never agree on everything. So you know, like I said, that's a part of it, man. That's a part of you becoming a man. All right. And matter of fact, yeah. me accepting you as as me accepting you becoming a man. So it's it's it's, it's both it's both ways. Because right. I can always continue to try to treat you like a child, but uh, mm-hmm. I have to eventually start respecting you as a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in terms of that, like, when did you know that it was time to not take your hands completely off, but like let on, let, let up a little bit? Yeah, exactly. Let up a little bit. I never take my hands completely off because you always be my child. So that, that'll never happen. But, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta ease up and, and, and let you, let you become a man. And I understand that. But as far as complete hands completely off, now nah, that ain't gonna never happen. So, going to piggyback off of that, in terms of letting up a little bit, we we can go into sports about that. About like growing up, for the most part, you was my coach. Right. 
And naturally, it was harder on me with you being my father and the coach. Yeah. I ain't going to say, I, w- I wouldn't say it was hard, but having that pressure of, as a kid, trying to please a father and a coach. Well, not, not please, but you, you want to make a father proud. And as a player, you want to make your coach proud. Yeah. And, so and, and you, not naturally, naturally and yeah. you feel like everything, like if you was getting on me, it didn't seem like you was getting on anybody else. But right. I knew that you was getting on somebody else. Right, right. They just felt like it was heavier on me as as the coach's son. Right. I mean I had to make it I had to make it I had to make it hard on you. Um because I wanted you to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean I came up playing sports and I'm not saying I was, you know, made it made it anywhere, but I, I know the games. You know what I mean? I, I know the games, um either by playing them or watching them. I know the games, so I know how some kids, uh some parents teach their kids, talk to their kids that they are the greatest thing since sliced bread, since white bread, <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I, I never teach you that way, you know what I'm saying? I always teach taught you from day one the basic things and, and how to be a, a, a player and how to be a teammate. And I just try to teach you the right way, the way of doing things because that's the only way you're going to make it in, in life is, is, is through those same ways that I brought you up trying to teach you how to be a team player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... I would say, and you can say I was hard. I was hard on you. I was hard on you. Yeah, you was. You was hard. But look, looking back on it, I can see why. Because it's not even just as a parent, but I don't think a lot of a lot of kids realize that coaches don't get on you just to get on you, and fathers don't get on you just to get on you either. They just they do it because they want to they want to get the best out of you, right? So they see something aspect, mm-hmm. right? So they do it's like do it. they obviously they see something in you. Mm-hmm. Especially for a smaller player like me, you gotta be able to take criticism because Absolutely. the older you get, the older you get, it's gonna be more and more criticism. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons, because you were small, so I know you had to work harder than the next man because mm-hmm. of because of your size, you know. Mm-hmm. That's that's just the way coaches look at it. They look at look at look at players. Of course, they're looking for the, the six four, six five kid. You know what I'm saying? So the kid that's five 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 four got to work much harder um, um, at his craft than than, uh, than that kid. That kid is all, it's almost automatic. They don't even the kid might not even have a skill set, but because of the, you know because he's he's he got the um, athletic build, I guess you can say. Then uh, they just gonna completely disregard the kid that's smaller until you get out there and show what you can do at that at that size. They'd be like, oh man, who was that kid right there? So you would you would have known you would you would have known if you would have studied that kid just the same as you studied that other kid. Mm-hmm. Because. You see, 
I think it's it's bigger now with the AAU, with the AAU thing, and how much of politics is in amateur sports. So like, you see, a lot of kids they be like six ten, six eleven, seven feet tall, but they ain't got no skill set. Right. I, I'm not trying to point nobody out in specific in particular, but you see a whole lot of them these days. Yeah. They just they just big. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Then like I said, that's true talk. You ain't gotta you ain't point nobody out. That's just true talk. Like I say, naturally it's just, it's just natural, I guess, that you going you going um you gonna look at the bigger kid. I mean that's just and all sports seem like. You know, you mm-hmm. might need a you might need a point guard. But uh, mm-hmm. if you see a six seven kid as opposed to a five nine kid, uh but you've not seen either one of them play, which player you gonna take? You gonna take the bigger kid? You gonna take the bigger kid? Then that kid goes to the little the five nine kid goes somewhere else, and 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 show out. Mm-hmm. And and now you, and you still don't have a point guard. So you know you should you right. should you should do you should you know look at kids might not not based on on their stature but you should look at them based on their uh, skill set, uh, their maturity level. I mean, the way to handle things, everything. It should be an all-around type thing. It shouldn't just be based on just some kid being, you know, six, whatever. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, it's some things that you can't do at 5'9", that you can do at 6'4", but there are other ways that you can you can get around that. Well, because there's some things at 6'4", you can't do at 5'9". Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Mm-hmm. That's why somebody somebody that I've I've admired just watching his 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 fight is Isaiah Thomas and how he was the 60th pick. Yeah. Ain't nobody think he'd be in the NBA. Right. And then a few later, a few few years later, he he a top three MVP candidate. Right. Five nine. Right. <clears throat> so yeah, I I ain't gonna tell nobody how to coach their team. I just, I just feel like if you want, if you want, if you're building a team, build your team with the better players. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what I mean, because 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 a team has liabilities. Um, no matter what kind of players they have on their team, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Saying there's deficiencies all over the place. So, I mean, I mean, you might be able if if you're an intelligent, smart coach. You could work around some of those deficiencies of a smaller player, you know, mm-hmm. just like uh, I mean, to cover up for like defensive for, uh, deficiencies, then then you might might run a zone or something. You know what I'm saying? There's certain different things that the intelligent coach you should be able to do to work around a, a, a child's stature. Right, and I, I feel like most of the times, using the excuse that small players are liabilities on defense is just Exactly that, an excuse. Because you look at somebody, somebody like a like a Kimber Walker or a Patrick Beverly. They're not the biggest guards, right? But they get down their stands and they they do what they can do, right? They're not they're not they're more than capable. Yeah, yeah. I guess, but defense defense in general is a want. 
you have to want to play defense. That's right. It's a want and a will. That's right. And that that goes that goes with players six four, six eight, seven feet tall. Right. In general, defense you have to want to play defense. Right. And it goes who want to be guarded. Who want to be guarded as soon as the ball is taken out, all the way, mm-hmm. all the way up the court. Who wants to be guarded? But you have uh, your 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 that that little guard that you that you didn't want to pick in the first place. Uh, getting all up underneath this 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 six five kid, this six four kid from 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 end to end, mm-hmm. and that and that six five kid, he pissed. I guarantee you, he gets pissed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I just I would like to see. I ain't yeah. gonna say it's all political, but most of the politics I would like to see come out of sports. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I know sports is a business. Yeah, life, life is a business. Mm-hmm. Politics is real life, so that's just the way it is. So, going back to to you coaching me, um, I know you've probably learned a lot of lessons coaching me in terms of probably not coaching, but. Just in general. You say coaching you? Mm-hmm. You, you asked, what was your question? How, you, how was it coaching you? Like, what lessons did you learn from coaching me? Um, uh, I know it was fun coaching you. I know, I know that. Because um, we was winning. Yeah, we were we were winning, and, and y'all were doing it the right way, and, mm-hmm. and y'all kids, y'all kids became like a bond um, mm-hmm. with each other. Uh, so, so coaching you as as a youth, you know what I'm saying, and, and teaching you, like I said, the right way to play sports and uh, to try to try trying to communicate with, you know, co- coaches and referees, and trying to try to maintain your attitudes and you know as a as a kid man kids get can get a little carried away sometimes if things like going their way on the floor mm-hmm. so uh so it was pretty cool coaching coaching you and the kids that I was coaching at that time because y'all y'all were good listeners mm-hmm. and uh y'all were the kind of kind of kids that get cried to the refs y'all would because y'all y'all knew that I would handle the refs right you know that's yeah. that, that's just the way I was taught yeah, so, um, I like that you brought that up because I I can remember just that one that one game. I know you remember that one game when we we fouled out everybody. Yeah, we had everybody fouled out, and yeah. we ended up with three players. Three players. We had we had like three players left on the floor, and we almost won that game. We almost won it because I think I ran a one-two a one-two mm-hmm. zone. A one-two zone, and every time the ball swayed from side to side, uh, we would we would still be in that one-two zone, and 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 like and it and it when the ball went down to the paint area, everybody collapsed. When they kicked it back out, yeah, the 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 the, the top guy got back out there because y'all was y'all was moving all over the floor. I remember that game. I remember yeah. that game well. And I I like I like that game because that's that's something that. 
you instilled in me, just don't quit, regardless of how bad adversity might look. Exactly. You don't you don't ever quit. And you definitely don't show another man that you ever quit. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Y'all had no quitting, y'all. And like you say, like you said, y'all almost pulled that thing out. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't go to the surprise, to the surprise, to the surprise of, of all people in that in that um gym watching. And I think all the, we got congratulated about her just about 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 by everybody in that gym for the fact that y'all put so much effort into uh working working that hard with three kids on the floor. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, even the even the coach, the opposition's coach, congratulated me on uh how well you know we I handled that situation and how well y'all played with three kids on the floor. Yeah. So it's like I know it's, it's no, I don't, you don't really like more victories in sports, but I was proud of us that day. Yeah. And you should have been proud of us. I think yeah. they, they, they still had, they still had about seven players on, on eight. Oh, yeah. They were deep. They, they were deep. They took, they, they, they didn't care. They were subbing. Nah. They were, y'all was tired, exhausted. They didn't care as well as they shouldn't have cared. Mm-hmm. This is the sports, man. They shouldn't care. All right. They should have tried to beat the beat the brakes off y'all, but but they couldn't. Uh, so to to continue with sports, I know you you're a big Washington fan. The Washington football team. Or as you call them, the Burgundy and Gold. Burgundy and Gold, baby. Burgundy and Gold. And I know. I've been a fan. I ain't going to say by force, but I ain't had no choice. So, so you know, I, I've never seen a winning season <laughs> since I've been alive. Wow. Why is that? It's a long story, man. I know a lot of it is inconsistency in the front office. Yeah, just doing doing a lot of the wrong things. Trying to get early on, it was trying to get a quick fix. Uh, as far mm-hmm. as when he, I remember when he brought in Dion and and the Bruce Smith and all those guys, man. That that's when that's when it all really started. Man. Him, Trent, I appreciate I appreciate the, the the owner because he wanted to win. So I ain't got a problem with the owner spending money if, if that's what he wanted to do. And I think that's what he was trying to do. But it was basically done the wrong way because you got those guys at the end, towards the end of their careers and you paid them, which messed it up for years and years down the line. You know what I mean? Yeah, how, how, how the owner, like I said, I know the owner wants to win, but he set himself back when he brought in them older players back in the day and paid them the way he paid them and uh, messed the salary cap situations up. And uh, matter of fact, to this day, I, think, I don't think they particularly care for him, and that's why even now, a lot of stuff go against the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that set us that set us back and and uh, set us back for a while. Drafts haven't been good, pregnancy hasn't been good, uh, coaching hasn't been good. It's just been it's just been been bad, man, for the past few years.